February 28th, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We're just trying to close up the wealth gap, get to this generational wealth, bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack, time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host. Nigel Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Wednesday, February 15th. 2023 and I would like to say happy birthday to Cryptopian Dr. Bryant her birthday is today and we wish her a fabulous day and we hope that her day is filled with love joy peace and understanding on this day if you'd like to get a shout out during your birthday please feel free to send me a text message at 424-317-7373 again 424-317-7373 and you will get a shout out and Cryptopians, I just love and appreciate everything that you have to share about the show and some of the things that you would like to hear about. And someone reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we are not at the end of tax time, but I would like to know how to start preparing for tax time. So, ladies and gentlemen, today I am not a tax professional. In fact, I am someone that does not like doing my taxes at all and will go through anything to any length to let someone else do my taxes and not me do my taxes. But because we're in this cryptocurrency space, it is really important that you all know how taxes work, what you need to do, how you can better um, pull your information to help your tax professional out. And so I am going to share some of that information with you today. But before we do that, it is also Black Futures Month. Black History Month, Black Futures Month, and today we are honoring Ian Gaines. Now, Ian Gaines is a member of the Black Bitcoin Billionaires, and for the last couple of years, he has held down all of the podcasts, really educating and interviewing those of us that are African-American in the space that are really doing a lot of different things in this Bitcoin space. And so Ian works more on the political side. And right now he's taking a job with a political advocacy, advocacy company that is making sure that the legislation 
that is being crafted really includes the cryptocurrency space and represents us well. But not only that, because of who Ian is, he is going to make sure that our community is not left behind. And that's one of the biggest things that we have been talking to Congress and senators about. Um, the fact that our community is here, please do not ignore us. Please do not try and make this new law or new rules around cryptocurrency push us out of the opportunity to invest like you've done with so many other things. And so we've been putting that message out there. And Ian is one that is a champion right now for us being able to participate in this space. And I'm just going to say this very quickly. If we look at the wealth gap, if we look at all of the different variables, not just Black Wall Street being burned down, not just the fact that life insurance is not afforded to everyone in our community. And I know that because I fought for that while I was a life insurance agent. But if we look at things like being an accredited investor, being an accredited, uh, accredited investor has prevented thousands and thousands of us from not being able to participate in gainful invest investments. And it's done intentionally. And I really feel as though what our Congress and Senate and not everybody that is doing regulation, SEC and all these things, they're going to cry consumer protection when in fact, it is really boxing people out and not allowing them to participate. Specifically, when you think about the fact that they, there were uh, opportunities for us to buy properties in opportunity zones and depending on how you set that thing up, you couldn't participate and get the write-offs and all of those things right in your own community because the way it was set up is that accredited investors had to go in, buy the properties, hold it for 10 years. And, and that's creating a whole bunch of renters um, because they're holding on to these properties. And everything has always been set up in their favor. Those who have money are able to make more money hand over fist. And being an accredited investor has really stifled the growth of our community because some of us have a little bit to invest with, but we don't have are, we're not able to show that we have a million dollars liquid sitting places and those types of things. And it's just kept us and held us back from some of the ways that they gain a lot of interest and a lot of money from investments. And I really feel like along with a lot of other black leaders in the Bitcoin space that they are going to try to make this about accredited investors and leave us out of the picture, just like they have with so many other things. And so Ian is someone that is fighting and being the champion for that not to happen. And so we support him and we appreciate him and we look forward to seeing what has been crafted out and how they're able to really disseminate the information to our leaders, our powers that be, that we deserve the opportunity to invest just like everyone else. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will jump into this conversation about 
uh, some of the things that are happening around our prices and inflation these days. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Well, as we have been talking about the economy, we've been talking about inflation. We talk about how it shows up in our community. And for a lot of folks, it shows up, of course, in the grocery store. But for some of our individual families who participate in purchasing used cars, um, we have had a jump in uh, car prices for used cars. And so there's three things that you need to know. And remember, In the past, I've been saying, you know, for any big type of purchase, you need to really hold off and see exactly what is going on with the economy to see if the prices are going to fall just because of the things that have happened with COVID and some of those things. And I'll explain that in a second. But it's really important that we understand what is happening. I know there are a lot of people that are waiting to buy a used car because there's uh, a big inventory of used cars and then new car prices are just astronomical. The interest rates that are being charged as well, whether you have good credit or bad credit, uh, the interest rates just aren't the greatest. And I am going to say this, if somebody has to absolutely buy a car, really try to get it through a credit union because we've seen the best success with those interest rates from credit unions as opposed to the bank, unless you're with Chase and you're one of their private clients because that interest rate is 0.02%. And I am very surprised that that is what it is. But again, that's only offered to the private clients at Chase. Uh, But as far as just regular everyday trying to go get a car, please do not use the financing that is at CarMax. While I was doing this actual um, study about what I was going to talk about, because I've been telling everyone to wait at least 18 months. And that was about three months ago before you buy a big, big box item. I found that CarMax was actually pushing out cars right now at an interest rate of 14%, ladies and gentlemen. Our youth go and run to CarMax because it is a great experience, meaning there's no haggle, there's no fuss, um, and I'm not giving any commercial time to to, to uh, CarMax, but I am saying that their interest rate right now is ridiculous with road loans and some of these other things that they're doing. And what we see or who we see using these programs, and I've done that research, is almost 65% African Americans and Latinos that are taking these ridiculous amount uh, interest rates on loans. And so as we look at what is going on, used car prices have jumped again. And there's three things that you really need to know. And so I'm going to share a couple of the things that you need to know in case you or one of your loved ones is trying to go out 
and maybe get a new car again make sure you have a credit union i always brag about navy federal credit union and how great they are and there's a couple of other ones that you know that are all across the country that we can use but uh the price increase in january after falling in november and december suggests that inflation isn't going away nationally used car prices were down three percent or $1,043 in December compared to a year earlier. And so that's what I found that in November and December, the prices of used cars declined just a little bit, but it was the first time used cars had actually moved lower since June, 2020. And the reason why we're talking about this is because again, you have to look at the macro. You have to look at all different asset classes whether they're um, assets that are depreciating or assets that are appreciating to understand what is really going on around us in our totality. And so many times we look at one thing and we try to derive all of this, um, this, these ideas about what we need to be doing and how we need to move but really finances are 365 degree so yes we're saving for retirement yes we're learning about cryptocurrency yes we're learning when and how to get in and out of 401ks and stocks and all of those things but what about just the everyday needs that we don't think about we think because we need a car we just need to run out and get a car and I shared with you that I needed a car because unfortunately at the end of last year my car was totaled out but what we chose to do is go to the auction and buy a car very inexpensive buy a car I probably never would have ever looked at before but because of the situation that this world is in not just my community not just my household but the world is in I had to really rethink what I was actually doing because normally we would go out and get a new car because now we have a down payment because the insurance company did what they were supposed to do and paid off the car. And so that is normally what we would do. But in different times, we need to make and do and take different measures to ensure that we are able to sustain ourselves if the worst does happen with our economy and the red signals are out there. And, you know, I think it was Maya Angelou that said, when you see crazy coming cross the street, I think that's one of her quotes. And ladies and gentlemen, I see crazy coming more than just what I'm talking about with cars and cryptocurrency and some other things. There are some crazy things coming down the pipe. And if we don't get on the other side of the street and figure out how to avoid some of these situations, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to find ourselves accosted and beat up and just really tired of what is happening in and around us. And so that's why I am bringing up some of these things that I really feel that are relevant. But back to the cars, cars have risen 
in an unprecedented rate in the past 21 months. Demand had dried up in March of 2020 when the state started locking down and issuing all these orders in the early part of the COVID pandemic. But it came roaring back as soon as the federal government started sending out stimulus checks in May. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about money. We're talking about systems. We're talking about mindset. Think about what happens when these stimulus checks come out or when the stimulus checks came out. And I, I have said this over and over again in people's mind, they feel like they got free money. And so they started just using that money to do what, to get what they wanted or even what they needed. But that's exactly what the federal government needed us to do to help pump up the stock market, to keep things flowing. They needed to get money in the hands of people so we could go out and spend it. Now, those of us that were a little bit smarter, we took those stimulus checks and we invested them because we knew it wasn't free money. And if you're spending money that you feel is free and it is uh, becoming a liability later, you've lost. You did not seize the opportunity. And I'm a little bit late preaching about this because I wasn't on the radio when the stimulus checks were coming. But I really did recognize that they got the most money into the hands of the people that they knew were number one consumers in this country because they knew you were going to go out and spend your last quarter. And so anyway, I am... Um, um, taking a look at exactly what happened. So personal transportation became a priority. And why did that become a priority? Because people were worried about being on trains and buses with strangers and catching COVID. And that's absolutely rightfully so. And so because of that, and you got to think really strategically. And I know a lot of us don't think this deep. But why in the world did the price of cars just jump up as crazy as it did? Because they were taking advantage of the fact that not only would you be on trains and buses with strangers, but you needed personal transportation because of what was going on, especially those of us that had children going back to school. School was never the same where you could go and carpool with five or six people. I couldn't carpool because my kids were getting out of school at all these crazy random times and I had to be able to have access to my personal transportation so I could get in the car and make it to the school or, or do the transfers or the things that I needed to do and it, it's the same with many many Americans that were trying to get back to work and trying to figure out exactly what was going on at the house and just so many different things but the average cost of a one to five year old car was $33,000 in December after two years of year over year price increases blamed partly on this global microchips shortage. And again, looking at the macro, they started talking about this global microchip shortage and that gave them excuse to gouge us for the price of cars. They knew we were coming back off COVID. It gave them an opportunity to gouge us in the price of vehicles. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you have got to understand that moving forward, the goal 
every single time you walk out the door, every time you walk in the grocery store, every time you walk in Target, you have got to know every time you look at a a ad on your cell phone or on TV, the goal is to extract money from your bank account, period. Nothing else is 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 going to happen like they've got to figure out how to get most of this money moving and continue to keep everything pumped up the way that it is. And I don't know about you all, but even just looking at some of these regular cars that look like Hondas and Toyotas, the price right now in 2023, the average small car is $48,000. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Labor Statistics, it is really impossible for a single parent or a or two working parents that are barely making ends meet to pay and afford to get a car. So they have to go to get a used car. And so it's a real big problem as it relates to prices and things of that sort. Um, but what you need to know is, unfortunately, Biden administration, from what I read, blamed inflation on used car markets. Now, I am not joking. You can go and verify. You don't have to trust me. But the Biden administration said the price of used cars is having a historically high impact on overall headline inflation and said there's not much it can do about it. For 20 years, used cars contributed to zero inflation. Now it's more than 1% on a year-over-year basis, according to the data that I pulled. And CNBC, CNBC also reported in January the same thing. And so that's quite interesting that, you know, everything is just getting, the buck is just getting passed all the way around. But it's just really interesting when it comes to, Something that is really, um, really, really kind of keeps our community going because of the fact that, again, we have a lot of workers that are making minimum wage. They have to buy a used car. And so the extraction of funds from them to even keep a, a nice car or a reliable car so they can get back and forth to work. It really hurts us at the end of the day. So when I'm watching the news and I'm thinking about a chip, uh, a car chip or a computer chip for a car at the onset, you think, Hmm, that's just about these new fancy cars. But all of those things always boil down and hurt our community. And so as we're looking at the car market, as you are exploring what maybe you need to do um, to avoid a big box purchase right now, the price of cars has gone back up this month. And again, for no other reason, except to get more money for the same thing that you could get cheaper um, at a later date. And so if you have to really buy a car, you know, maybe you need to send me a text message and I hook you up with someone that can go to the auction and help you out. But we really have got to save some money. A thousand dollars is a lot of money. That extra thousand dollars that you're paying for a property, a car, excuse me, you could actually be investing and doing something different. And so we want to look at all the ways that we can help cut and that we can help uh, put more money into the right 
funnels so that we can get something out at the end of retirement. And so when we come forward after news, traffic and sports, I am going to jump into a couple of things that you need to start doing to get ready to file your taxes. And then we're going to do some cryptocurrency news. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is contagious. Courage is contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. All right, welcome forward. So my quote for today says, attention and intention are mechanics of manifestation. And I'm not sure who said that. I just found that online and I thought firmly believe that attention and intention are mechanics of manifestation. And uh, I am really, really excited really about some of the things that I am seeing only because now we see them and we know better, we can do better. And so we're able to step on that other side of the street when we see crazy coming and crazy's coming in my opinion. So we need to jaywalk uh, quickly and get on that other side of the street. But with that, our market update today, Bitcoin is trading at $22,789. It's up in the last hour, 1.66%. It's up in the last 24 hours, 4.35%. And in the last days, it's down Uh, Seven days, it's down 1.70%. Ethereum is at $1,586. It is up 1.17% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it's up 5.08%. And in the last seven days, it's down 5.29%. And again, as I scroll and take a look at all the other over 30,000 cryptocurrencies, they are all mirroring Bitcoin exactly. They're up the last hour and 24 hours, but down in the last seven days. And so again, I want to have the OG and not uh, what we would call the perpetrator. Uh, And so that is what I am doing for my family. And so not providing any financial advice, rather just sharing information with you about what I am doing. And so there is some liquidity issues as it relates to Ethereum on some of the platforms. Now, I'm not quite sure why that is happening and maybe we'll be able to take a better look at what is happening and why um, there have been some liquidity issues around Ethereum. I know that the new federal, uh, the SEC ding that Kraken experienced is causing some folks to panic as it relates to stable coins and things of that sort. And I have so many people that have argued with me over the years about stable coins and the fact that we need to be purchasing stable coins. You might as well just stand the dollar, in my opinion, if you're going to go with the stable coin because it mirrors the price of of regular 
fiat money. And if the price of fiat money is losing value, then you are buying a cryptocurrency that is mirroring that issue. So it doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, a lot of people do it. A lot of people have it. And again, I'm not saying anything bad about it. It's just my opinion that you could just stay into money without having to deal with cryptocurrencies. And so um, we are, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not actually going to call it crunch time because we've got some time before we actually have to file our taxes. But what do we do in the cryptocurrency space? Because a lot of you have cryptocurrencies. Do you have to report your cryptocurrencies? The answer is yes. On the very first page of your tax return, it asks you, have you ever bought, sold, traded, been gifted any cryptocurrencies whatsoever? And the answer to that, ladies and gentlemen, if you have bought, sold, gifted or other traded, done anything with the cryptocurrency, you need to check the box. Yes. Now. That being stated, if you decide that you want to remain anonymous, which many Americans are doing, and they're refusing to do what is called a KYC, a know your customer, and they're buying Bitcoin and doing getting Bitcoin from places where they don't have the KYC, um, and they're not reporting it on their taxes, the IRS has an indefinite amount of time to come back and ding you for not reporting it on your tax returns. However, if you press, or I shouldn't say press because we're not pressing, if you check the box that states that you've done cryptocurrency and you disclose what you may be holding or not, because you don't actually have to disclose it, I'll, and I'll explain that in a while, but you do need to tell them that you're involved in cryptocurrency in any juncture any part of this space, um, they only have three years to audit you. And after that three years, the auditing cannot be done. I suggest each and every one of you, of course, please report that you have bought, sold, traded, or were gifted some cryptocurrency. And, you know, if it requires you to let them know how much or what the transactions are, do that. Because when the IRS finally gets the staffing that they need in place and they ramp up going after people about not paying their taxes in cryptocurrency, ladies and gentlemen, you know they're coming to see us first. So please make sure that you're doing the right thing. Don't listen to people that may be telling you otherwise because it is not good. It's not good advice at all. And again, I'm not a tax professional. I don't like taxes at all. I don't like doing taxes. I don't mind paying my fair share, but I do not like having to prepare my taxes. But you really need to understand that if you are even utilizing a card, let's just say you have a cash app card and you have Bitcoin on cash app and you're spending at the store and you're spending that Bitcoin that is trading your Bitcoin for groceries, for whatever you're buying with that MasterCard or that Visa or whatever. And so you need to understand that that is taxable. So we're going to just back up really quick because I want to tell you what is taxable in this space. Filing cryptocurrency taxes should not be complicated. 
you can get it done in minutes with just a few clicks of generating some some tax forms and reports. You can get this done. It's not as difficult as you think, even though I don't like taxes and I'm going to leave mine in the hands of the professionals. I have some complex uh cryptocurrency taxes needless to say with an exchange so that's neither here nor there but uh you can go and do a couple of things and so let me tell you the three things that you can do right now first you need to remember all of the exchanges that you have been on and at one time when i was a recovering coinaholic i had over 30 exchanges where i had cryptocurrency Uh, located and I would have that many exchanges because anytime a new coin came out and they were on an offshoot exchange or there it was being sold somewhere in I don't know Thailand or Korea I would literally get online get myself KYC with that exchange and I would buy that cryptocurrency because I thought it would be the next big thing to Bitcoin and so I learned very quickly It was a costly lesson that you don't have to pay, but uh, it was a lesson that I absolutely learned. But with that, you can go to each one of the exchanges that you are doing business in and each one of the wallets and you can download a transaction report. Your accountant is going to need a transaction report. You can get it again from each wallet that you use. So the Black Wall Street wallet can provide that for you. Cash App can provide that for you. Edge can provide that for you. You need to go to the platform and have those uh, transaction reports downloaded. When we come forward, I will jump into the other two things that you can do uh, to get those Get yourself ready for tax time. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. We will um, do a little bit of an extension on cryptocurrency taxes because there is a lot that you need to know. We can't push it all into one hour. We'll probably wind up doing a one part and a two part on the actual nuts and bolts of cryptocurrency taxes, etc. Um, some of the forms that you are going to need to download, and you can start looking at them now, even if your tax professional does not have your tax uh, papers together and preparation done as of yet, you're going to need a form 8949, again, a form 8949 and a schedule D. Again, you're going to need a form 8949 and a schedule D. And it would be a good idea for you to go ahead and just look at it. You don't even have to print it. You can go to the IRS forms and take a look at those forms and see what they're actually asking. So you'll be ready when it's time for your tax professional to start to do your taxes. And if your tax professional has any questions, um, they're obviously going to have to reach out to someone who is better, um, really knowledgeable about cryptocurrency taxes and they'll probably get charged a lot. And I think after this year, a lot of tax professionals are going to go 
and try to get themselves certified to deal with cryptocurrency taxes because it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. One of the other things that I would suggest that each and every one of you do is export CSV files. And that's kind of like a database. And the, uh, the CSV files um, you can use with software. And there's a lot of different softwares that you can integrate into CSV. You can integrate the CSV files into that software like TurboTax and things of that sort. So for those of you that are doing your own taxes, you definitely can export your CSV file into TurboTax and it'll help you calculate what you need as far as what you need to be paying in taxes. And so again, if you bought Bitcoin, if you bought any cryptocurrency, you are checking the box, yes. But if you bought Bitcoin specifically with your fiat money and you have done nothing, that Bitcoin is just sitting there, we're stacking Satoshis every day, you haven't traded, you haven't bought anything, you haven't used the Visa or MasterCard that people have attached to their cryptocurrency exchange, you haven't traded, you haven't gotten a gift, you haven't in none of that stuff, you literally don't have anything to report. However, if you have bought Bitcoin and then you bought Ethereum and then you bought Dogecoin and then you went back to Bitcoin and then you went back into money, you have about seven different transactions that you need to be reporting each time that you have made those transfers. And so it gets a little bit confusing. And that's why I tell people to be safe, just be safe. Until you learn this space, we have no idea what the ramifications are going to be later on if we're jumping from coin to coin to coin to fiat back into cryptocurrency back into fiat. It's just a lot. I did it. I did it in 2017. I did it in 2018. And ladies and gentlemen, it was an absolute nightmare, nightmare. All of the the accounts and the exchanges and trying to figure out when I bought it and when I sold it or when I bought it and when I lost it, all of those things, your tax professional is going to need to know. So if we keep it simple moving forward in 2023, that's what my hopes is. My hopes are that we learn from our past mistakes and that we do not get engulfed in buying and selling and trading and doing all of those things. And if you do do that, now you have a better gauge to do it on maybe one or two platforms as opposed to five to 10 or 30 like myself. You just have to make sure that you have those, uh, you, you have that discipline in place for 2023. One of the other things that I have done to help make my taxes a lot simpler, actually just so I could keep up with the cryptocurrencies that I have all over the place, even cryptocurrency that I can't pull off because I don't live outside of the United States yet. I'll add yet. 
Uh, and so I keep the cryptocurrency on those exchanges. I can't do anything else because they won't allow me to pull my cryptocurrency off because they have frozen the ability for people from the United States to get into these exchanges. But I keep a website that pulls in the API from all these different exchanges so I can see where my different cryptocurrencies are. And I spend $19 a month and a half for the last six years. That's a lot of money when I could have just been putting all that $19 a month into Bitcoin and we would be doing a whole lot better. Uh, but I chose to be a coinaholic and I also am paying the price every month trying to keep wrangled in all these different cryptocurrencies to make sure that my cryptocurrency is still there because hackers could get a hold to it because I don't have my private keys because a lot of it is stuck on Binance. Uh, I, I can tell you so many exchanges that I've been on and bought cryptocurrencies um, that have gone away there. There's just, it's just a lot. And so I've taken a lot of losses. So I'm hoping that you won't. So with that, we are going to begin to sit down, take a deep breath, try to get in a quiet place and go to every place that you think that you've ever had cryptocurrency before. Again, the cash app, the black wall street, the edge, the trust wallet, the ledger, just wherever you have had or held cryptocurrency in the past, you need to get in there and figure out how to download those transactions or upload the transactions or exports, export the CSV files for your use to file taxes. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we may have a little bit of time to jump into one of the other articles. I'm not even sure we do, but we are going to do our daily dollar cost average. And I know we have time for that because that is one of the most important things that we are doing as we are listening and learning. We're stacking while we're learning. I'm not even necessarily saying that we're earning while we're learning because that is something that gets us in trouble because we think it's get rich quick so ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we're going to jump into our daily dollar cost average this is kbla talk 1580 you're linked to the midday money chain with lynn richardson and Naja roberts exclusively on kbla talk 1580 looking for legitimate political discourse Without the bear spray, tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. And so we will save some of our cryptocurrency conversations for tomorrow. Again, time flies when we are having fun. Please make sure that you are going in and making yourself familiar with how to download or upload your transactions. The transactions of just what you've purchased. If all you've been doing is going in and buying a little bit of Bitcoin here, a little bit of Bitcoin there, or I should say a little Satoshi's here or a little Satoshi's there. You don't have much to worry about. But what we're going to do again is dollar cost average on the Black Wall Street wallet. And there's some exciting things coming up with the Black Wall Street wallet. But nevertheless, we are doing our $6 worth of Satoshis a day. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And we want to make sure that we're stacking our Satoshis because the value that we are 
uh, paying for Bitcoin today is not what we feel it's going to be in the next five to 10 years. And so we are saving and stacking our Satoshis in my house for our future. And it's going to give us the options that we are needing in the very, very near future, because it looks like I'm going to be jumping from sidewalk to sidewalk when I'm seeing crazy coming. I'm going to go to the other side. And then when I see crazy on that side, I'm going to go to the other side. And there are a lot of things uh, that some of the other talk show hosts are probably talking about that you need to, to heed and understand what is happening about our rights and some of the things that are taking place in this country. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's dollar cost average and let's open up the black Wall Street wallet. Click on the purple circle in the middle and we are going to purchase our Satoshi's by clicking continue i'm doing six dollars i'm going to put it in my kbla talk 1580 wallet because you have the option to set up different wallets for different things inside of the black wall street wallet i am going to click continue and voila that is all it takes to get your six dollars worth of satoshis you all please don't touch that dial it's time to make way for the dl hugley show i want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me today your host naja roberts on ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating satoshi millionaires one family at a time one day at a time one bitcoin at a time one satoshi at a time and ladies and gentlemen that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.